Hey! Hello everyone out there. It's me, it's Frank, and this is another episode of the PlayStation Report. A very special episode, in which I am joined by Tyler. How you doing, buddy? Alrighty, I'm excited to do this episode. Yeah, we're recording this uh, a few... We recorded two episodes back-to-back because Tyler is uh, is busy the weekend we'd normally record this. But it... I guess when this releases, there's, there's what, like two weeks before the new console comes mm-hmm. out? Yep. Um, and we thought it was a good time to uh, look back on the PlayStation 4 and, you know, talk about the best games of the generation. The games of the generation, Tyler. This was prompted by a sale in which games that were on sale were not necessarily games of the generation. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a way out is not a, not even an honorable mention for me. No, me either. It was a fun, goofy time, but not <laughs> yeah, not what we think of as a game of the generation. Agreed. Um, but yeah, it's 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 time to get into this. We both created lists. Uh, we're going to come up with the top ten here, though we both also have plenty of honorable mentions, Tyler. Uh, you want to go through all of your honorable mentions here? Sure. I will run down my honorable mentions. Start here. Uh, let's see. Resident Evil 2. I want to shout okay. out. So, also with my with my list, I wrote down, I'm like, what are the experiences that I felt like changed the game, have really stuck with me, and... and are also just fucking great. So there's there's some games that I didn't even write down that I think are still good games. Like, for example, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I think that's a great game, but wasn't one I considered for my list. Um, mm-hmm. So the next game would be Apex Legends. Then uh, Control. Uh, Dishonored 2. Love Dishonored 2. Uh, mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Love that game. My favorite Assassin's Creed game um, this generation for sure. Rocket League. Almost made it. Almost made it for me. Um, I think when we did You're doing this... violence against me right now. <laughs> I am. I am. Um, but I think when we made this list a couple of years ago, I think I had Rocket League on my list. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Close. Okay. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. Red Dead Redemption 2, Uncharted 4, The Last of Us Part 2, and even though I haven't finished it yet, I wanted to throw it out here because I do think it is truly great. Hades. Mm. Well, Tyler, there's a problem with that. Hades I would have included Hades too. Hades yeah. isn't on PlayStation 4. Right, yeah. So eventually Hades will be on PS4, and it is truly one of the great games, so... Um, those are all my honorable mentions. I know there's some some games there that people are probably like, "What the fuck?" Um, yeah. But yeah, that that's it. How about you? Give me your honorable mentions. Yeah. So I just to start out. I also had Apex Legends and Control here. Uh, I also have here Dead Cells. Hmm. It's a good uh, one. Monster Hunter World. All right. Hellblade, said it was hacked sacrifice. Uh, Yakuza Zero, Prey, Life is Strange Two, 
Destiny 2, and Darkest Dungeon. All right. Man, some good ones there. Yeah, if we were doing a top 20 list, I would have explained that Destiny 2 here is more like... I think it's a great game, but I think it's more of a game of the generation in the way that it kind of defined the business model of games this generation. Yes. Uh, like, with with C, like and to that extent, I'd also include Fortnite a yeah. little bit. Yeah, oh, absolutely. If I liked that game more, that would be on the list. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this whole season pass kind of thing, like, it, and supporting games long after their uh, release. Is, I, I know GTA Five did it, and probably has done it to the largest extent of all AAA games, considering mm-hmm. it's going to be on three consoles. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Yeah, One... Destiny 2... Yeah, yeah I, I just thought Destiny 2 deserved to be mentioned for like kind of paving the way for this long-running support of games. Yeah, I agree. Um, one other game that just came to my mind that I want to shout out um, wouldn't make my top ten, but Celeste, I think, is a great game to, to throw out there. Is a game that does a lot of really great and unique things. And then I want to give a shout-out to probably the best game that I will never beat, Bloodborne. <laughs> I know, like, from what I played of Bloodborne, that game is really fucking great. Maybe that's on your list here. Um, mm. But... But I want to give a shout-out to it that I'm not ignoring it. At least me. Um, okay. All right. I see you, you yeah. fake gamer, not beating Bloodborne. I know, right? I know. What's on your list? The Order 1886? <laughs> it is, actually. Maybe, uh, maybe it's number one. We'll see. Oh, my gosh. Well, then let's get started <laughs> here. Um, we're going to do this like we usually do all of our Game of the Year lists, uh, where we... You know, aggregate our scores here on our list. We each start with number 10, and Tyler, what is your number 10 game of this generation? Resogun. Uh, I think Resogun is still, you know, it's a launch PS4 game. I think it is still one of the best games on the console. It is so pure in what it does, in just being a twin-stick arcade like uh, shooter, you know, just trying to get high scores, but I think you know the game plays incredibly well. The levels are very good. the The visuals are stunning still. Um, and then even the way they supported this game with you know the whole ship builder sort of thing, uh, the commando mode. Um, there's one other mode that I'm blanking on. I mean, I there's like, there are a couple ones. There's like end, there's like an endless survival mode. There's a yes. There's oh man, what's I think it's called protector. Hmm. Pro- yeah, it, it's it's a little bit different of a mode. I'm blanking on it, but but even then, you know, I think about you know when I I didn't get my PS4 right at launch, but I got it a couple months after. Just still, just absolutely love this game. You and I played this game so much together through co-op and. Just had a fucking blast doing it, and uh, it's still just such an amazing game to me. But when it comes to these sort of experiences, you know, this is the crown jewel, I think, of this genre. Yeah, I mean, I almost put Geometry, uh, Geometry Wars Three, in my, in my honorable mentions, but mm-hmm. you know, you'll 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 notice later on. I'll mention Resogun. 
I'll, I'll, I'll say it. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, Uh, my number ten is Resident Evil Seven. Okay. Because that is the, I will say it right now, I don't think VR has much of a future, but Resident oh. Evil Seven was the VR game that fucking just really turned me around on on VR a little bit. Again, I don't I don't think there's going to be much happening in VR until the technology significantly improves. But playing RE7 in VR first person Resident Evil really fucking creepy. I I absolutely loved it. It was a blast. Yeah. Made me a little bit sick. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Made me a little bit sick. Yeah. Now, I but, I agree with you. I think this game is great. I didn't play it in VR, and I'm sure mm-hmm. that's kind of what's taking it over the top for you, but I think what that game did, though, is it breathed so much life back into the Resident Evil franchise. Mm-hmm. And we saw it with Resident Evil 2 Remake, and you know, Resident Evil 8 looks like it's going to be fucking great, too. Um, that game was very, very good. I agree. I, I played that game co-op, kind of like how you and I played Resident Evil 2. I played Resident Evil 7 with Keith, and that was a fucking blast to do it that way. It's a great game that way. Absolutely. Um, do you want to go with your number nine? Yeah. Uh, my number nine. Uh, I actually have Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Um, I think this game is fucking great. And and it it does so many things well. And in, in especially its story and its production value and its, and its kind of themes and messages and... You know what it says about mental health. I think Senua is a great character. I also think just the fact that this game has a very AAA feel to it, but it's on a much smaller budget. I think the team just pulled off something really special with this game, and it's it's an experience that I don't think I'll ever forget. You know, especially playing. You know, you really need to play this game with headphones on it. But I just remember so many parts of this game so vividly and just being completely enthralled the entire time. And um, I just, I can't wait for the sequel to this game. I think think this game's just a, a tight, you know, five to six hour masterpiece. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. I... It was hard for me to leave it off my list. Yeah. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Uh, but there were a lot of good games on the PlayStation 4, and as you'll see through this list, I mean, you can't really argue that PlayStation 4 had great games, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I, this generation took probably about two years to really get going, but once it got going, man, it was just a tidal wave of great games. mm all right, so I have to get away from the scary stuff here. I mean, I didn't know you were going to follow up Resident <laughs> Evil 7 here with Hellblade. Hellblade was a pretty scary game. Uh, it is, it is. But I've got Stardew Valley at my number nine. Oh, all right. You know, it is probably... It was probably the most relaxing thing I had at the time was Stardew Valley. Just sitting back, going through my daily routine, talking to the other villagers and... You know, just having a good time. But then it turned into something a little bit more sinister, where it was basically just a uh, 
a factory that I was creating <laughs> turned into a bunch of systems. Uh, I, but I, I really enjoy Stardew Valley. Um, it's it's good. It's it's got a lot of uh, a lot of cute stuff. A lot of like surprisingly good writing, like about just life stuff. Just all the different characters had different things that they were going through. It it, it was a good time to exist in Star- Stardew Valley. Yeah. Uh, you never played it, did you? No, I did not. Mm. But I have, I have not heard a single bad thing from anyone that has played that game. You know, it's it just it seems like a very relaxing and great experience. I you know, I figured you'd give it a chance for one reason, maybe more than others, is that Dan Reichert fucking got it to Stardew Valley. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true, and that is not a game that he's typically into, so yeah. Uh, I very fondly remember that. Um, my number eight, I have Doom 2016. 2016 Doom. Uh, you know, Doom Eternal's great, but what I think is, you know, they, they kind of over, overstuffed it a little bit. And I think Doom 2016, just the way this game just came out and just smacked you in the face immediately. And just took you on this uh, hell of a ride, uh, pun intended, uh, bad pun, but mm-hmm. it, it is, <laughs> it's just uh, when it comes to just a single player campaign in in a shooter form that is so, it's, it's kind of like Resogun, it's pure in what it did, it's just straightforward, you, you are a badass, you're killing demons, and you're you're just ripping them apart in any way possible. You're using badass fucking weapons, and there's a lot of just great moments. I think this game just revitalized this franchise as well, and um, it's it's just a damn masterpiece of a um, campaign. Yeah, fun multiplayer too. I know it wasn't the best, but I I, I had some good times with it. Yeah. So I mean, this is a, a relic of a time. Before shooters were all filthed up with loot, and you know it was a good return yeah, to that. Definitely. Uh, my number eight. Since I can't talk about Hades, it's not a PlayStation Four game. Is Pyre? Mm. Pyre is my second. Well, I guess, I guess by this logic, Supergiant just keeps improving on their previous games because Pyre is my favorite of. Uh, of their games on the PlayStation 4. It's it's fucking weird cosmic basketball. <laughs> yeah. I, I I like it a lot. Uh the characters are really good. I I like how um how the story kind of evolves based on like how you perform in the game. It's yeah. It was probably one of the prettiest games I've played on the console. Oh yeah, the visuals are stunning in that game. Yeah. And yeah, man, I want to play Pyre again. But that game <laughs> wraps up so well that you kind of don't want to play it again. Because mm-hmm. it is your journey through that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I wish Hades was on, on PlayStation 4 already so I could talk about <laughs> it here on this list. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, 
My number seven, I have Marvel's Spider-Man. Um, okay. I think this game is just a fantastic, you know, open-world adventure, you know. And, you know, when you think of great superhero games, you know, of course, the Batman Arkham games are up there. Um, Arkham Knight kind of dropped the ball a little bit. And then, you know, here's Spider-Man. And... I think Insomniac nailed everything about Spider-Man. It nailed the city. It nailed the vibe of being, you know, the 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 Spider-Man that's helping everybody in the neighborhood. Um, it nailed the gameplay and just all over the place uh, with with your swinging and using gadgets and beating the hell out of this dude and just a little banter that Spider-Man's always throwing out when he's beating up bad guys like. It was great. And then on top of that, they had a, a really awesome story and set up a universe that I just cannot wait to see more of um, and see where it goes and just had fucking great characters. And But now they recast Peter Parker and he looks like a baby. Mm. But but still, <laughs> mm. still, this, this game is just, just great. And I think there's just so many memorable moments and i think when it comes to kind of an open world game like this i mean i think i have one uh one other game on my list like i just think this was the most fun open world game because i think being able to swing around as spider as spider-man just made it come to life the game wasn't overly big or overly stuffed with just a ridiculous amount of shit to do um and it yeah just a great experience yeah uh, i mean i will say spider-man is kind of like the original good superhero game if you think back to the playstation yeah. one mm-hmm. and like it, it kind of had a lot to live up to and it i think it delivered on all fronts there yeah i agree uh my number seven is Resogun. And Resogun made me discover a part of my brain that I, I, I kind of don't want to talk about. Is that uh, I care about leaderboards sometimes. <laughs> I care about high scores sometimes. Uh, there was a point where I was like in the top like 500 Resogun players in the world, and that was a great time. I felt like I was just on my shit with that game, and it. it it transported me to a place where, like, I wasn't even thinking about what I was doing. I was just fucking doing it as I saw it on the screen. It, like, it, mm-hmm. it felt that good. And I didn't, like, yeah, it's, yeah. It, we, we already talked a little bit about it. And I guess, I mean, also kind of on that level, and it's not on my list and I didn't mention it, is Tetris Effect. I almost had that on the list here somewhere. Mm-hmm. Same thing where it's like you're not really even thinking about playing the game. It's just like you're in a zone. Yeah. And I I I I occasionally like games like that a lot. Definitely, totally agree. Um, my number six, I have Destiny. I I, and I'm gonna qualify it and say Destiny, the Taken King era, of the first game. Um, and I, I only say that I know Destiny 2 is ultimately probably the better game at this point. Um, 
but I think about Destiny, especially the first one, and kind of like how you mentioned in the beginning, like, the game literally, like, changed video games. Like, there are so many games out there. I mean, you think about it, how many games that aren't even first-person shooters that have now changed to have a more live service aspect to them. And this game was kind of one of the first ones that really, you know, outside of obviously like MMOs and stuff, that really kind of brought that to life and brought that to a console experience. And uh, not not only that, but, um, you know, this game has a great art style, and great environments and the shooting feels fucking great there's really cool weapons the multiplayer was awesome and and there was always just fun secrets to get into and i think i think i have a fondness for destiny one especially around the taken king era because that's when this game got very good and literally all of us were playing this game and it was just all the time, every night, like, hey, what are we doing in Destiny? Let's go, and we did, you know, we even did the Taken King raid. It was a bitch, but, you know, mm-hmm. like, but it was fun, and I just have so many countless memories with the first game. Not that I don't have memories with, with the second one uh, at all, but but the first one's just such a a great experience that really just changed a lot of a lot of things for me, and and honestly, I think Destiny's between Destiny One and Destiny Two, but I think even Destiny One, I probably put more time into it. Uh, just the game that I played the most this entire generation. Um, so yeah, that's that's Destiny for me. Awesome. Yeah, I I agree. Like Destiny, like I kind of forgot about the first Destiny because they've incorporated so much of Destiny into Destiny Two by now. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, a lot of it just exists there, and it, it it just feels it feels like they shouldn't have made a Destiny two, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, f- it feels like they should have just continued it, but you know, Activision Blizzard, you know, they want to put numbers on things. Right. Uh, my number six is Doom twenty sixteen. All right. And I loved ripping and tearing, Tyler. I really yes. liked ripping and tearing. The ripping was good. The tearing was beautiful. Uh. <laughs> And I like that shotgun a lot. A game, Doom 2016 is a reminder that a good video game shotgun is pretty fucking great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I I wish I wish Do- I liked Doom Eternal more. But I like Doom 2016 a lot more than Doom Eternal. Yeah, I agree. It's just kind of overstuffed Doom Eternal, I think. And yeah. Yeah. Doom they tried to do great. too much, man. They tried to do too much. You don't need to yeah. do all that for a Doom. I agree. Yeah. Definitely. And I, I also, you know, the soundtrack to Doom 2016 is just so iconic. And not that Doom Eternal doesn't have a great soundtrack either, but man, that when that when that soundtrack first hits you in that game, it was just it was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. It's it felt different. And yeah, it's great. Uh, number five. Number five. Top half of the list here. Yeah. Now we're getting to, like, really, really good shit here. Uh, now my number five is Nier Automata. 
Um, so you put an anime game on your list. I, <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do. Um, I just, I love everything about this game. Not only the fact that you kind of have to play it multiple times in the way that story evolves through playing it multiple times. Um, but then, you know, the world is, it's so fascinating. The lore is so fascinating. You know, the world's kind of empty, but purposefully empty. And there's something kind of beautiful about it. And the characters are fucking great. The, the, just the, the way the story evolves is just kind of takes you on so many turns. And you just really, you feel a lot of things. And, and there's just so many amazing moments that you truly just were like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening sort of thing. And um, even down to the gameplay, I loved the gameplay. I loved that it, you know, it. I, I like, you know, action games like this, but then it also had some like twin stick elements to it sometimes and had was not afraid to change up what you had to do and 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 I love that about it and it's just yeah it's a, it's a remarkable experience I really wish I played this in 2017 I think I didn't play it until early 2018 cuz this would have been way up there for me uh with game of the year in 2017 and yeah it's just a it's an amazing experience from top to bottom yeah uh hmm. I'll talk about that later you'll, you'll notice <laughs> Near rates a little bit higher for me, mm. uh, but my number five is Bloodborne. Ooh, all right. So, Tyler, I like big swords, and I like hitting disgusting monsters, and I like how filthy that world is. Mm. It is so gross in places, and it gets even weirder. Like all this, have you have you ever seen the end of Bloodborne? Like I know you haven't beaten it, but have you seen like what? It, how that game evolves? I might have. I I've seen some things. I know what you're like fighting something up in fucking space or something, aren't you? Doesn't it get really weird? Yeah, you kind of like travel. I, I don't know. Like there's this there's this one fight that a lot of people reference for this, where you're fighting this this spider on what's like kind of like you're walking on water and fighting this spider. That summons other spiders, Ooh. and then it drops fucking, basically drops meteors on you. It's it is fucking wild, man. Like there are so many. Like it turns from like oh this is gothic horror to oh this is fucking cosmic, uh, Lovecraftian horror, mm-hmm. and like you just don't see that coming. And it's like the contrast of styles there is really good. It, overall, it's just a fantastic game to play. Like it feels really good to play. Uh, and there are so many different builds. I've seen people play that game in such different ways. Like, my way was, hey, I'm just going to carry this big sword and whack things with it. And then there's, like, there's magic builds. Like, there are builds where you use the gun more also, like, as as your primary offensive weapon. It's like, there's so much in that. There's so so many different ways to play it. And, yeah, it's it was a joy to play that the final scene in in the game like the final fight 
where you're fighting in, like, this field of white flowers with all these, like, ominous, like, obelisks, like, in the distance, like, and and the moon has turned red. And it's, mm. all, it's all fucking good, man. It's all good. I love Bloodborne. <laughs> I want another Bloodborne. Where's Bloodborne 2? I know, seriously. Seriously, Sony's got to be... Hopefully, forking that cash out to From Software and make one sequel to this game. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, man! But they are working on Elden Ring, I guess. Yeah, the Elden Ring. Yeah. Mm. Uh, number four for me is Overwatch. Um, I might have fallen over or fallen off of Overwatch um, over the past couple of years, but uh, when it comes to like a multiplayer experience. Uh, this was the experience uh, for me this generation, I think. Just, not only are so many of the characters fantastic and great to use, but, you know, the maps were fucking well-designed. And I, A game that only really has, like, what, three, four game modes, really? You know, you would think it would get old fast. But to me, it never did. It... it it always felt engaging, and when you have some of those some of those matches where you know it, it is just a dogfight, and you are trying to to push the fucking payload just five inches so you can win, or you're trying to stop it, and it's like right there. It is one of the most thrilling experiences I think I've ever had, and I've just put hundreds of hours into this game, and uh, I think it's just. It's very well done in just about every aspect of it. Um, I'm curious what they do with a sequel, but I don't really, really know. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a great game. Yeah, I agree. I I mean, I fell off of it a lot earlier than y'all did, mm-hmm. but I I enjoyed it when I played it. Yeah, it, I just felt like they kept doing a lot to that game, and I couldn't keep up. Yeah, they they did. They were constantly like changing balances of things, and then you know eventually they even really started to change how certain characters work. And I kind of fell off of some of those things as well. Um, but you know, it's it's still it's still great. I mean, I think whenever I played it, played it at some point this year, and it was still like a, just a really good time. Um, so. Overwatch for me. All right, my number four is a different competitive game. It's Rocket League. Mm-hmm. And Rocket League is on this list. A, it's a fucking fantastic game. And B, it transported me to an era of uh, being competitive that I didn't know I could go back to. It's a, it's a little embarrassing at times, but I get really competitive when I play Rocket League because <laughs> yes, it's kind of <laughs> like it's kind of like playing competitive sports again. That's that's how it feels to me. Mm-hmm. And like I I know like there's a bunch of fucking losers who are like their glory days were high school and playing sports in high school, but like I enjoyed that time of my life. I know that time of my time of my life has passed me, but Rocket League is a great replacement for that. And it's it's a great it's it's good for me to, like, get out some of that competitive, like, I don't know, kind of a little bit of frustration in me that I I could never, like, you know, 
go up and play professional sports. I can't, like, it's, it would be impossible for me to do that. But Rocket League provides an avenue for, like, okay, I can play it within this system that generates kind of like these divisions where I can play competitive matches of a game that is similar enough to soccer that I get that kind of, that added into it. And it's like, yeah, it, it's it's good f- good for me to have a game like this where I can be like, all right, this is where I'm going to take something seriously. Yeah. Uh, Rocket League is great, and I have a lot of very fond memories associated to that game when we Oh, yeah, just... you could absolutely just fucking get, get fucking tits off drunk and fucking, yes. like, <laughs> and just fuck around. Yeah. yeah. That that happened several times uh, when that when that game came out. and We were all playing all the time. Just we would just stay up so late playing it. It was a very magical game. Mm, yes. All uh, right, Tyler. Time for top three. Yeah. What you got? My number three is The Witcher Three Wild Hunt. Mm. Um, this game is is truly amazing from start to finish and I know this game can turn a lot of people off with how much content there is in it there is a lot of shit in this game to do but when you kind of push through a lot of that stuff and and you know you you do a lot of side quests or and really it's the story that grabbed me uh, this game is just truly amazing and and to have a world like this that is just beautiful it's depressing uh and you but you want to be in it which is weird and to have that soundtrack just there just bringing everything to life even more than it already is it's just an amazing experience and and you know the characters are all really well done and, and very memorable to me and there's just so many hype moments throughout this entire journey, you know, especially towards the end with some of the boss fights. And I really liked the gameplay of this game, not only using, you know, the different abilities that you can do as the Witcher, but I loved the, the, I felt like the sword play was kind of like a dance and, and it was really fun to just pick dudes apart. Uh, and, and, you know, dodge out of the way at the right time and, you know, do whatever you got to do. And that that was truly great. And I'll never forget finishing this game. And, you know, there are certain side quests that and side quests kind of change that can really affect the world, uh, which I kind of just which that there kind of blew my mind to have that happen in the side quest all be really well done and some of them even affect the overall outcome of the game in a game that is so big and high uh high budget is this one and i'll never forget finishing it because i wasn't sure what ending i would get and certain things happen i'm like man i guess guess i might have a shit ending and then when it turned out that i didn't I literally like just jumped up and down. I was just so happy with what was happening on screen and just it was it was amazing and uh not only that but then 
the support that CD Projekt Red put into this game from free stuff to the two big DLC expansions that were just as great. Uh, this is just a magnificent game. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mm. Yeah, I guess this is a... <laughs> That, that, that's the CD Projekt Red game that we'll be able to talk about. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> Cyberpunk doesn't come out for another couple of weeks. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe that maybe that's a better game. We could hope that's a better game. But yeah. Witcher 3 is a fucking high bar to pass. Oh, yeah. They, they nailed just about every aspect of it to me. What's your number three? My number three is Nier Auto- Automata. Near Automata. All right. uh, you've already said a lot of what I like about it. I will add that I think this is the best video game soundtrack. Oh, yeah, man, I forgot about that. I don't know how, but yes, this soundtrack is unbelievable. It is one of the few soundtracks that I've gone out and bought on its own. And it is like, yeah, it, it transports me, man. It's like... That post-apocalypse is so sad, and, like, you have all these sad robots, these sad androids, and they're all just trying to make shit work, and it's it's all a little bit hopeless. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it, man. It kind, it's kind of how I feel. Near Automata is kind of how I feel about the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And take that as you will. I think there's, there's, a, there's a lot of good stuff in there. There's a lot of, like, it's... It's weird how well they can tell human stories when they aren't really involving humans in it. And it's all like everything in Near Automata is a very human story, but it's abstracted out here with these robots and androids and especially with the with the machines like you know the whole uh the arc with Pascal and all mm-hmm. of all of the all of the machines he was teaching and he taught yep. them fear. And that whole storyline, yep. And like it's very, it's yeah. It, it's there are so many powerful messages in Near Automata that like get across because they aren't using like human actors. Like it isn't like they aren't fucking putting out some celebrity in front of you being all sad. It's like these robots and these cutely designed uh, character models. Like it's, mm. I, I, I really like Near Automata a lot, and you know. I'm, I'm going to go back and play that original Nier when they make that remaster. Oh, yeah. I, I'm very interested in this world, and I, they leave... you. Yeah, you beat this game, right? I did. Yep. They definitely leave it off in a way where maybe we can have another Nier. Mm-hmm. They do. And I want it. I want it so badly. Yeah, me too. And I know this game, when it came out, was kind of like a surprise success also not only critically but with how much it sold we were all like oh wow this game sold four million copies that's insane but like there's kind of a reason for it and once you play it you you truly realize it and because it's just it's great Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah i i i adore pretty much everything about nero tom all right tyler number two number two um, this game, you know, it's it's on, on PlayStation Four. Might not be the ideal way to play it, but I have I have to put it on here. Divinity: Original Sin Two. Mmm. 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 
Yeah. Get in. Yep. Yep. Um, I, uh, I mean, what, what's to say? We talked about this game for so many weeks. You know, we did a, you know, basically like a spoiler cast sort of podcast on a couple weeks ago. You know, so I don't want to go on too long, but I think this game is just truly special and is an experience that will always, always stick with me. I, I'm, I'm not lying to you, dude. I constantly think about this game. I constantly think about certain moments that we were in. I get the soundtrack stuck in my head all the time, especially the main theme. And I just, I think about it all the time. It's such an amazing game from start to finish. There's so much there. There's so much there with choice, with building your character, and then just to have those like thrilling combat sequences that you might be in and you're like, oh man, I don't know how we're going to get out of this. And then you finally do. And it's, I think this is the best RPG I've ever played. And it's, it's going to be very hard to top this well, game Tyler, to me. If, if your number one game is also an RPG, I'm going to fucking choke you out. Yeah. <laughs> you saying that My number right one now. game is not an RPG. Yeah, it's it's not an RPG, but but yeah, I think think this game's great. And yeah, the ideal way to play this game is is on PC, but it is on PS4 and do not sleep on this game at all. Um even on console. Yeah. All right. Well, my number 2 is The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Mhm. Uh you've already said a lot of it. I think the Witcher 3 is a fantastic conclusion to a Witcher story. I don't see them moving past it, but knowing that and knowing at least one or two of the endings that they could choose to continue on with the Witcher series, mm-hmm. I, I, I want a Siri game. I want to play a Siri. 100%. Because, yeah, they, they've set up such a fantastic world, obviously supported by the books that they're basing these games off of. I I just I love that world. It is a great world for video games. I like how gritty it gets. It isn't all high fantasy, not everything like uh-huh. it specifically highlights that yo know, shit ain't great in this world. Yeah. Like even for the people who are well off, like it's I I, I like how um I I'm not going to say realistic cuz there's a lot of fantastic things about this game, but I like how a little bit down to earth it is about society in that game. Oh yeah. Absolutely. All right, Tyler, you're number one. My number one is uh, God of War from 2018. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Yeah. Technically, um, technically I'd, I'd consider it a little bit of an RPG, but, you know, it's a, it does enough other stuff that I'll, I'll let you pass. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not a true RPG in nature, I guess, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I think when it comes to single player, you know, action adventure game, sort of that genre, that this is this is the uh, the high bar that any game needs to shoot for, and I feel like Sony Santa Monica, they, you know, this game has inspirations from say The Last of Us and or Uncharted and what Naughty Dog has achieved. You know, with its previous games of really building characters and story and all that, and they they did it better than them in a way. And 
not only that, but to just completely reinvent God of War, even down to what seems like a simple thing, but it obviously was a huge, huge thing for the game and a lot of work with the camera changing. Like God of War, the original games had a fixed camera and you might be like a tiny dot on the screen. And to just, you know, now you have this free camera in a third person's perspective, just completely changed everything about that. Uh, to have this father-son story that is incredibly well done, to make Kratos, who was kind of a laughable character, you could you could say, and I, I'm a huge fan of the original God of War trilogy as well, even the PSP games. And, you know, even I was like, yeah, he's, he's an over-the-top, ridiculous character. To make him a character that felt human and felt real in a way... And and to sort of kind of show a different side of him, different emotions from him, in a way, even though he doesn't like to show emotion too much, and, and to have that connection with with his son, and to it, it was an amazing journey. Um, and then you throw on top of that an amazing soundtrack, unbelievable visuals, one of the most beautiful games ever made, and and they really just brought the whole world to life. The combat felt very visceral, of course, throwing the axe and bringing it back and all that stuff just felt so good. Um, and even, even you know, this game is, I don't want to say open world, but the, you have a lot more freedom than a typical just narrative linear, linear adventure. Just the smaller things you can get into and see and discover. And, and it's just, it's amazing. And then the hype ending. The ending is just like, holy shit, you know, I cannot believe where this could go sort of thing. And Yeah, it's it's a perfect game to me. I know no game technically can't be perfect, but to me, like, this this game checked every single box to me that, that I like and think of what makes it an amazing game. That's my number one. Well, Tyler, I mean, my number one is Divinity Original Sin 2. Uh, it's, um, right. yeah, it was a fantastic co-op experience with you. I, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed and look forward to playing that game every single week. Yep. I think it also does some good things, like, with, like, I think every aspect of it is pretty damn good like the way it incorporates environmental hazards into combat mm-hmm. the way like it has all these different side characters and how they react to certain events in the game and it's, it's there's so much game there there's so many different side quest side avenues you can go down to but it all seems to connect to each other I think they've, they've done well mm-hmm. in writing yeah. all this side stuff that I mean you could say like what what does it matter if you're going to write all this side stuff that all all wraps back in? But I think it does so much for building that world out. Right. Um, I agree. There are also so many skills, so many different combinations. I like in combat trying to puzzle out. Well, shit, I can't do this, but what can I do? Yes. Especially like I mean, we talked about it in our spoiler cast that last boss fight. Like me figuring out, okay, this set of moves can get me in position to win the mat, win the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and it it works and it it's, it feels really good to be able to puzzle certain situations out in that yeah um but yeah i i really like it i it and i i really like that you enjoyed it too because as far as i know this is your first rpg of this style mhm uh well other than like back in your childhood yeah i know you played some baldur's gate with with a friend yeah. of ours mhm but like this is like the first full-on like modern one of these that you've played, and you enjoyed it, and I th- I think it it did a great job of like inviting people to this genre. Oh yeah, I think it's very easy. You know, the game can be very overwhelming when you start. I think they did a really good job of you know easing it in easing you in as the player and, and really getting you invested pretty early on in the game. And that's the thing. Like, yeah, this is the first one of these games that I've really played a significant amount of, played all the way through. And, you know, it's such a high bar that, you know, like, as much as I'm really enjoying playing Wasteland 3 right now with you, I'm like, eh, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not Divinity. <laughs> like, they just, they nailed Every single thing, even down to the little things is party management or, you know, me being able to, you know, if you started a conversation, I can easily listen in on you. And all those little tiny things, they just, they thought of and they nailed it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. not only that, like the, the visuals in this game are really, really amazing. And yeah, the, the art, art department in this game or over on Larian's team did a fucking fantastic job. I uh, I really hope that Larian comes back to this uh, franchise someday. Yeah, I yeah I yeah that's gonna really depend like on the success of Baldur's Gate three. Like, yeah, is it going to be so successful that they're tied into doing Baldur's Gate forever? I don't know. Because that that's a Wizards of the Coast property. That's arguably the more valuable property Dungeons & Dragons is than Divinity. Right. So maybe maybe they just don't have time for Divinity anymore. But Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would love another game in that world. Definitely. Definitely. And I, uh, at some point, pro- I mean, at this point, probably next year, I, I do want to play that first game just because I want more of the world. And I know... The second one sounds like it, it is probably the better game, but the first mm-hmm. one's still probably good. I just I want to experience more of it. And, yeah. And that that is the thing, though. Uh, so you played the first game, and I didn't. Yeah. And I still fe- felt like I got a lot out of it, and I wasn't confused too much or anything like that, just hopping into the second one. Um, there were some things that... You know, I think if I would have played the first game, there's certain locations and characters that meant, you know, maybe meant a little bit more to you because you had that background knowledge than than I did. Um, but you can very easily hop into it. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, if this game, if it if Divinity Original Sin two gets you to play other CRPGs, and I'm not going to count. Wasteland 3, because we're, we're playing that right now, I mean. But mm-hmm. if it gets you to play, like, the Tyrannies, the Pillars of Eternity, the Obsidian, like, the, like, Larian makes good games, but Obsidian, also on this other side, does 
pretty fucking great games in that genre also. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious to see if it'll eventually get you over into that world. It will. I think it's just time. You know, mm-hmm. I just need need to find some time, especially with, you know, a couple of big games coming out this fall. I really want to play it. You know, at some point next year, I think I'll be getting into them. All right. I am, uh, maybe I missed it in your honorable mentions. The only game I'm kind of surprised isn't on your list is Sekiro. Yeah, I just generally think Bloodborne's a better from software game. Gotcha. I'm curious to see what they do with Sekiro when it comes to DLC, if if they do anything major with that. Mm -hmm. Because right now it sounds like they're just kind of doing some modifications to what's already there. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I actually, while we were doing this, have compiled the list in Tyler. We have a conundrum. Do we? The top nine are all sorted, but we have a tie for tenth. Oh. Okay. And what I've been using for tiebreakers, for example, Overwatch and Doom were tied. I took whichever one took the higher spot on our list, mm-hmm. and that that was the tiebreaker. So, like, you had Overwatch at number four, so it finishes ahead of Doom, which only got up to number six for me. Right, gotcha. But both of us, we put Rezogun, I put Rezogun at seven, and you put Spider-Man at seven, and they're tied for the last place on our list. <laughs> I, would, so, I, would, I would say maybe give it to Rezogun only because both of us had Rezogun, and you didn't have Spider-Man, even though I had Spider-Man at number seven. Um, okay. I'm I'm fine with Resogun. All right. So, the ten games of the generation are as follows: Resogun at number ten. At number nine, funnily enough, Destiny, specifically <laughs> the Taken King era. <laughs> I'll just write that down as Destiny, the Taken King. Yeah. And then we've got Bloodborne. At number 8. Doom 2016 at number 7. And just ahead of that is Overwatch. Number 6. Number 5 is Rocket League. 4. God of War. 3. Near Automata. 2. The Witcher 3. And number 1. Divinity Original Sin 2. Damn. What a list. It is a damn good list. Yes. I, I am happy with this list. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you have any last-minute objections, I do this not. is going to be the list. I do not. I think think that's a fucking great list. It's been a great generation. I'm very excited um, where things go moving forward. Yeah, a somewhat diverse list, I might add. I mean, yeah, got a CRPG. We've got a Western RPG. We've got a Japanese action RPG. I mean, it's RPGs. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Got like God of War, which I guess you could count as a Western action RPG a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Probably more We've action got adventure. Rocket League, the best sports game of the generation. Yeah. Uh, got Overwatch and Doom, like the highlights of multiplayer and single player shooters right there. Mm-hmm. You got Bloodborne, and then you got Destiny, and then Resogun. I'm going to play Resogun on the PlayStation 5. That that might... Maybe <laughs> as a joke, that can be the first game I play on the PlayStation 5. Is Resogun. Yeah. Mm. 
I'm curious how 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 it goes. I'm sure it'll probably be, be fucking awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's our list, Tyler. Of the of the games of the generation. Now, now if we were in coordination with the PlayStation Network store, these would all be on sale for you. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not. We don't get paid by them. This is our list, and I think I think we're going to I'm looking forward to making another one of these lists. What the PlayStation 5 <laughs> is that it's end of life yeah God, that's so far oh, away yeah that'll be very far away oh man the best PlayStation 4 games on PlayStation 5 <laughs> yeah. oh man I mean we do you know what two months from now need to be doing game of the year so we'll be making a list then oh Christ <laughs> I forgot about game of the year I'm not gonna lie it's the end of October yeah can you believe it Oh, a lot, lot to try to play between now and then. All right. Well, we're gonna get back to that because you know, as as you heard, there's a there's a lot for us to do, and by do we mean play, and we're gonna play a lot of these games. And yeah, it's gonna be a good time, y'all. Uh, I guess that's the end of the show, Tyler. Right? That's yep. It. Yeah. Yeah. Good. We need to end the show because of time reasons. Mostly because it's time to do other things and record a podcast. Uh, but if you need to get in contact with us for any reason, if you want to dispute our list, uh, scream into the void, whatever, uh, you can do that via email at playstationreportpodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at psreportpodcast. Uh, give us ratings, reviews, share us with your friends. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged on Vids. Until next week, be good to each other, play your video games, and... Oh, yeah!